following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. I feel the Holy Spirit. We're going to be going back into worship in just a moment. When, I encourage you when we do, maybe, sit, you know, we're not social distancing from our kids, right? Because we, uh, we live with them. So sometimes sometime during praise and worship, as we go back into worship, maybe just reach over and lay your hands on your child and just let the Holy Spirit impart something to them today. You know, you don't even have to understand it all, do you, for an impartation? Because we really believe our children, we're not going to wait till they become teenagers and have to get them delivered. We're going to go ahead and let them start serving the Lord now and walk in the fullness of their destiny and their purpose as they move, move into that. But before I share just a word I feel Holy Spirit's given me, I wanted Bev to come and I wanted Miss Winnie to come. I think Miss Winnie's here this morning somewhere, but she may be out in the connection. Miss Winnie, yeah, Miss Winnie, come up with us. You know, we need to pray. We need, uh, you know, and, and by the way, I, I, I'm excited that church, uh, we just kind of got paused for about th- two or three months because now we can just about do anything we want to. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want it to be normal. I don't want to do church. I don't want to just have a church service. I want God to step into our situations in our life. And if God be God, let's serve God. Let's, let's don't hold hands any longer. And I really just feel there's a, there's a, a, a unction on us for, for, for this. And you know, uh, Bev and I really had this time to continue to minister, of course, but to just reevaluate our own lives. Uh, you know, uh, do, we, do we know the Lord? Is He really in charge of our life? And, and, and so, you know, there's a healthy fear of the Lord. You know, I, everybody during this time was saying, don't be afraid. I'm like, I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of getting sick. I'm not afraid of dying, but I'm afraid of missing the Lord. I don't want to miss what God's trying to do in this season right now. And so there's like a healthy fear of the Lord on us. And it's important because darkness is demanding it. And so isn't it interesting, we started this journey, what, two and a half months ago with a massive plague on the earth. And now we're kind of coming through that, not all the way through it, but we're coming through it. And now a massive turmoil is raised up in our nation. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken right now. And, uh, and you know, let's, we just have to put it out there as it is. Our system is broke. Our system is broke. We've had about 400 years of racism that we've had to overcome. Uh, we, we've had a lot of turmoil. We've got a lot of unhealthy sickness in our land that needs to be healed uh it's just it's rising up to the god is letting it rise up up, up to the top and so at the same time though i think we're responsible to speak the truth and i think we're responsible to pray prophetically into what god's doing this is not just a racism issue and so I think we're responsible to, to realize, yes, I, there are injustices still in America that need to be dealt with. That is just the truth. They are injustices and they're wrong. They're just wrong. 
and they need to be dealt with. But at the same time, we can't keep making it a black and a white issue. It's what it is, in my opinion, it's not just black and white, it's evil versus good. That's what it is. And for me, for a white policeman to kill a black man, it's just evil. That's what it is. It's just pure evil that caused that to happen. For a white man to kill a white man, a black man to kill a black black man or a black person to kill a white person, it's evil. And Satan can't cast out Satan. We don't overcome evil with evil. We overcome evil with good. And it's time that we, I believe, start allowing the goodness of God and the mercy of God to rise up within us and let God deal with our hearts and our issues and pray according to 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and pray, I will heal their land. And we're just saying today in Alabama, in Coldwater, Alabama, we're going to start praying, God, please heal our land and begin to live it out day in and day out in the name of Jesus. And so I wanted Bev to start us out. She's, Bev's been really getting some downloads from heaven to pray prophetic things. And then Miss Winnie, one of our chief intercessors here to join us. And let's just do some praying together. Can we do that all right? Amen. Well, uh, over 2,000 years ago, 120 people were gathered in the upper room. And what we don't really stop and think about, because we are receiving the blessing of Holy Spirit to this day, is that they were in hiding. They didn't come out. Jesus had just been crucified. Does it sound familiar? We have all been told to shelter in place, but I believe that God has given us an opportunity to have upper room experiences. We are to be interceding. We are to be praying. We are to be standing in the gap. And so I'm going to read just a personal prayer that I've been reading over myself. Kent and I had a very similar experience as this uh, COVID started uh, really penetrating our society and we both came to the same conclusion that we want to know God more. We want more of God in our lives. We don't want to just be part of the status quo. We don't want to just come to church and just have church services. We've been preparing you for years that there may come a time that we weren't able to gather. How many of y'all have been here for the 20 years we've been here? We've been saying it since the very first service. There may come a time when we are not allowed to gather together. So we have to be the church. Amen? Amen. Let the church be the church. Let the ecclesia be the ecclesia. Let us be God's people. That's what this opportunity is all about. So I encourage you, have a paradigm shift in the way that you're looking at shelter in place. Look at it as your very own personal upper room experience. God is providing us ample time. If 120 people could radically impact and change and transform the world, what can we in this room do? Amen. Amen. We speak the blood of Jesus over our past and our present. Come on. All traumatic experiences, haunting memories, closet skeletons, harsh secrets, abuses, and rejection must go in Jesus' mighty name. Lies from the enemy, negative words, and incidents that seeded roots of negativity in our lives are covered with the blood of Jesus. Every trespassing agent assigned against our spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical well-being is cast out of the perimeters of our bloodline in Jesus' 
Jesus' mighty name. We are whole from the tops of our heads to the bottoms of our feet. Every spirit assigned through generation, association, or incantation to us or our families is commanded to be dismissed from assignment and allegiance. Every territorial influence that the enemy is trying to cause to linger over our heads is under the mighty blood of Jesus Christ. We repent of all of our sins, known and unknown. Lord, thank you for delivering us from any transgression that is hiding in our lives. Bind every behemoth in our lives that is releasing deception. We remove spiritual smoke screens from anything operating behind the scenes in our lives. God, remove all layers of hurt and pain from our past and our presence in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, thank you for inner healing deep down in our souls. We are free from the things that our hearts refuse to accept. Break the iron rod of hatred, racism, and prejudice in our city, our county, our state, and our nation. We apply the blood of Jesus over our nation and decree that disunity is being displaced and we will find common ground to stand in the gap concerning the matter of racial inequality and social justice. Wake up the sleeping church, almighty God. Let us make supplication prayers and intercession and give thanks for all men all men especially all who are in authority over us so that we may lead quiet and peaceable lives in America and throughout the world in godliness and honesty let every ungodly and dishonest thing be exposed and dealt with by Holy Spirit starting now on the day of Pentecost as we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, our prayers and supplications concerning this matter are good and acceptable in your sight because it is your will for all men to be saved and to know the truth. As the saints stand in the gap and pray for our president in this nation, anoint them to refuse the king's portion and not eat at the table of Ahab and Jezebel so that their countenances will be fair and their discernment will be sharp. We break the iron rod of hatred, racism, and prejudice in the United States of America starting right here in Coldwater, Alabama. We apply the blood of Jesus over our nation and we give you all of the glory in advance for we know that the fervent, effectual prayers of godly men and women accomplish much in Jesus' mighty, omnipotent, omnipresent, all-powerful, all-seeing name of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we pray and we covenant with you, Almighty God, in this upper room experience that we shall have today. Let your for all that you're doing. Let it go forth from here now, Almighty God, as we speak and we declare peace and righteousness and joy in the Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise and we thank you. It is done. It is finished. Hallelujah. 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 
Glory to the Most High God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come now in the, the excellent name of Jesus. And we stand, Father God. We stand on the solid rock of your word, Father God. You said if your people that are called by your name would armor themselves and pray, then we would hear from heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need to hear from heaven. Woo, God, yes. we love you today. We thank you that your word is absolute and it is true. God, we open our hearts to you this morning, Father, and we thank you, God. What is going on in this nation? I don't care how much turmoil we see. Jesus is Lord Come and on. God is in control. There is nothing, there is nothing that God does not know about. There is nothing that is out of his control. So, Father God, we thank you that you move mightily on our behalf, God. And we come, Father God, with a repentant heart. God, we repent of our ways that is not pleasing to you this morning, Father. We ask you for forgiveness, God. God, I thank you that you are God and that beside thee there is none other. And I intercede, God. I stand in the gap on behalf of this nation. Yes. And I plead for mercy, God. I cry out for mercy, God. My God. And I decree and I declare right now, Satan, we see you. Come on. We see you. You have been found out and you have to repay in the name of Jesus. Every, every bit of destruction that you caused, every bit of turmoil that you caused, you have to pay. You have to pay it back. So Father God, we, we give you glory and honor that in the name of Jesus, your word will not fail us. It will not let us down. God, we love you today. We love you today. And God, in the name of Jesus, I receive on behalf of my brothers and my black sisters, God. <laughs> God, the brokenhearted and the downtrodden, will we lift up our heads and I receive God. I receive forgiveness, God, in the name of Jesus. Every heart that has been broken, God, every life that has been snuffed out, we know where it came from. Yes. It came from the enemy, straight from the pit of hell. And in the name of Jesus, we command it to go back. We command it to loosen its grip. In the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of division, we see you and we bind you up right now. In the name of Jesus, and we love we lose unity we lose forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus 
broken and contrite heart. Receive healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father, only you, only you can mend a broken heart. Only you can lift up the downtrodden, Father. And we thank you for that right now, God. I speak to all the violence and I say stop in the name of Jesus. I say cease, stop now in the name of Jesus. And let the healing process begin. Holy Ghost, precious Holy Ghost, come now. Come now, Holy Comforter, come now. And, and, and heal this land. Heal this land, God. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. You said if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. God, we are lifting you up this morning. God, we are lifting you up and we say draw, 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 draw us unto you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Thank you, Miss Winnie. I love you. And all God's people said amen. You know, as Bev and Miss Winnie was praying too, I, I got to thinking, you know, of in, uh, we talk about injustice and that's going on, there's been great oppression of women in the church. Y'all might as well let me get on out there. I'm out on the edge now. We're saying, Lord, let the women of God rise up in the church and take their place in this season. Let the prophetesses rise up. Let the, let the anointing on women rise up and take their place. You know, Pentecost was about breaking racial, uh, gender. It says when the Holy Spirit came after that point, your sons, your daughters, your, your bond servants, your men servants, your women servants, your children, your sons, your daughters, old men, young men, all genders, all race, all age was broken. It said now Holy Spirit is for everybody to be anointed. So Father, we say on the day of Pentecost, you are liberating us in a new way and setting things in order for he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we decree liberty in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a hand today. That's powerful stuff. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Powerful stuff. I want to take uh, just about two hours. <laughs> we ain't been here three months. Y'all need a dose. No, I'm just teasing. I want to thank Al Balfus. Al Balfus built me this little perch to preach from. Hey, big Al, thank you so much. I like standing out here. I feel close to everybody. I want to talk to you just what I feel Holy Spirit saying, and then we'll go right back into worship. We're going to offer first fruits, make our decree, and let Holy Spirit do whatever he wants to here. But my simple message I feel Holy Spirit gave me is a pregnant pause has birthed a prevailing anointing. This pregnant pause has actually birthed in us a prevailing anointing. If you're not familiar with this time of year that we celebrate the feast, this is when we come together, Passover, Pentecost, 
tabernacles to break old cycles and to break into new cycles. God continually moving us forward. If you put the next slide up, you'll see the cycles. Just to remind everybody of these cycles of breakthrough that God keeps bringing us into. He cycles us every year. Aren't you glad for the Hebraic mindset that we're not linear, we're circular? So what happens if you miss it this year, you get to circle back around and pick it up next year. If you miss it this week, you get to pick it up. So we're moving in cycles. So look at somebody and don't touch them. And say, God's breaking you into a new cycle. Tell them, God's breaking you into a new cycle. In the name of Jesus. This is Deuteronomy 16. This is how God tells us to to operate. All must appear before God, our God, three times a year at the place he designates. At Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles, no one is to show up in the presence of God empty-handed. Each must bring as much as he can manage, giving generously in response to the blessing of God. So God tells us three times a year, appear before God at this specific season. Don't come empty-handed. Why? Because each year God's wanting to take us out of old cycles into new cycles, spiritually, relationally, financially, and in every area of our life. So look at somebody else and don't touch them and say, you're at the right place at the right time today. I, I don't, I, I, no, uh uh-uh. Got to look at it with some faith coming out of you. Like, like, do you really believe you're at the right place at the right time? Then tell somebody you're at the right place at the right time. Now, whether you're on campus or you're online, if you're before the Lord right now, you're at the right place at the right time. He said three times a year, all you got to do is show up. Man, I just thank God that we just showed up today. It doesn't matter really what we do. We just showed up. We, we showed up believing somehow just by showing up, God was going to do something in our life. Now, the blessing of this year's Pentecost, I believe, this blessing of Pentecost this season is the power to prevail. The power to to prevail. The definition of a pregnant pause is a pause that gives the impression, if you throw the next slide up, a pause that gives the impression that it will be followed by something significant. A pregnant pause is any time it goes silent, a movie, a song, it goes silent temporarily knowing there's something significant about to transpire. Now you tell me the whole globe was shut down. God paused the whole earth. It's not just Alabama, America, it's the whole earth got put on pause staggeringly what happened during this time. I know there was destruction and difficulties and problems and sickness and disease and even death. I understand that. At the same time, they were testifying of rivers were cleaner than they had been in years. The atmosphere over Los Angeles that was so with fog and and all the um, uh, pollution now clear. relation marriages all of a sudden had time to talk and figure out maybe we should stay together and work work this thing out maybe that's the best thing to do relationships got restored priorities got put in place come on somebody in the midst of what the enemy meant for good god always i don't say god deals every hand but every hand that gets dealt he finds a way to win with it and i'm telling you god in the midst of this pregnant pause has birthed something on the inside of you that you will see manifest in the days ahead so don't touch somebody, but look at them and say, something got birthed on the inside of you. Tell them, something got birthed on the inside of you. Let me give you an example of this. 
The first Pentecost, what God tell them to do? Sanctify yourself today and tomorrow for the next day I'm going to appear. That's the very first Pentecost in Exodus. That Pente- Pentecost in Acts 2. God, what did God say? Go to the upper room. Wait. In other words, let me shelter you in place. Let me separate you, prepare you for what I'm about to do. God has put us in a place of preparation so he can prepare us for what he's about to do. Now, I don't know if this blesses you, but it blessed me. I realized that the disciples in the upper room were not spiritual giants. Most people think they were up there praying and interceding with great power. No, they were hiding. They were afraid. They had seen Jesus crucified and they knew they were next. So they're not great spiritual people praying great spiritual prayers. They're hiding, not knowing what the future holds. The Lord showed me during the midst when this when this pregnant pause first stopped, I went into the spirit realm and I saw the Lord with his hand on the lever of a power box. I said, Lord, what are you doing? He said, I'm about to turn the power on. I said, who's it for? He said, the messengers of my power. I said, Lord, who are the messengers of my power? He said, those that's life's been a mess. Anybody qualify? He said, it's those people whose lives have been a mess. I'm about to turn their mess into a message and I'm about to turn their test into a testimony because I'm gonna visit them with the power. I said, Lord, who qualifies for this power? He said, the weak. I said, Lord, you got to give me a scripture. He said, it's Isaiah 40, 30. I looked it up. It says, God gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. I'm telling you, we got sheltered in place and some of us were afraid and weak and our lives were a mess and our marriages were a mess and our families were messed up and our futures were messed up and none of us maybe have gotten it right. But in the midst of this, God has done something by the Holy Spirit and we're about to come out as messengers of power with an anointing that shall prevail. That is a good word. (laughs) What does it mean to prevail? What's the definition? Three things I want to run by you real quick. Number one, the word prevail means to be successfully persuaded about something. To be successfully persuaded about something. My friend Paul Keith Davis released a word, we showed it last week, where God showed him the first Pentecost. I'd never seen it before, but I reread it this week. It's true. God didn't come down on Mount Sinai. He came down on Mount Sierra and then marched across the wilderness with power and glory and lightnings and thunders and a trumpet that sounded so loud it says even Moses was afraid. And then came to Sinai. And Paul Keith asked the Lord in this experience, Lord, why did you demonstrate your power in such a way? He said, I wanted to impress my people. He said, why would you want to impress your people? He said, because they're headed to the promised land and they got some giants they're going to have to face. And I want them to know that my power is greater than the giants that they're going to face in the future. I'm telling you, some of us in this season got persuaded. Some of us are being persuaded right now by the Holy Spirit that actually who God is. I heard a song last week that says, sooner or later, my fear will have to face the God I know. Some of us are being fully persuaded that God that had promised is able to do what he says he's going to do. There's a persuasion. Paul said, I am persuaded that neither height nor depth 
nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything can separate me from the love of God. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God with us. Look at your neighbor and tell them you're about to get persuaded about God. Touch the other neighbor and say, I'm going to quit talking so softly. I want you to be persuaded about God. Tell them. Come on. About to be persuaded. All right, don't you think it's about time we got persuaded? You, but we can't do it on our own. God has to show up. God's about to show up in your life this Pentecost season in the next few days, few weeks, and he's going to do something for you that you can't do for yourself so that you can be fully persuaded that he's able. Some of you don't, re- wait a minute, don't applaud yet. Some of you don't really believe he can provide. You're not persuaded. You're hoping. You're wishing, but you're not fully persuaded. You're not so persuaded that you could empty your checking account. But some of you are so persuaded that God can provide, you could give everything away because you're so fully persuaded that God is able to give back to you above and beyond what you could actually give. But I'm telling you, some of you, God's about to give you a financial breakthrough and you're going to know my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches. I am fully persuaded my God can provide. Some of you fought sickness and you never had a healing. And you wish you could be healed and you hope you could be healed and you want to believe it, but it's hard because you've been sick and you prayed and nothing happened. But I'm telling you, God is about to move in a miraculous way and some of you are going to be persuaded. He is Jehovah Jireh. And he is the God of Rapha, the God who heals me. And with his stripes, yes, I have been healed. Somebody shout persuaded. Some of you don't, you hope God's going to save your kids. You wish your kids would get saved. Just before I walked up here, my sister said, how many years ago, boo? One year ago today, God saved my son. What's happened? She is fully persuaded. Now she knows not just her son, but her children, her grandchildren, her great for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Why? Because I am persuaded my God can save anybody, anytime, anywhere to the uttermost. Somebody shout persuaded. Somebody shout I'm about to get persuaded. I'm preaching good with one arm. I get throwing that every now and then at you. I'm used to talking with my hands. I'm like. I've only got a five-fold ministry, not a 10. Second definition, quick. What does it mean? What does it mean to prevail? Prove to be more powerful than opposing forces to be victorious. My Bible says, 1 John 4, 4, my children, you are of God and have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you. Come on now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We as believers are supposed to be the overcoming crew. 
that no matter what comes our way, there's a spirit in us that overcomes. Can't be stopped. No matter what opposition we face, we can't be stopped because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But be persuaded of that. I've been having off and on days, you know, with this surgery. And some days I feel great. And other days I feel so-so. So yesterday was a so-so day. This morning I woke up feeling a little so-so. And then all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute. Same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. If he abides in you, he will quicken your mortal body. And all of a sudden from heaven, I felt a quickening. Come on now. A quickening of the Holy Ghost in my physical body. God is about to cause such an overcoming spirit to rise up within his church. And we're going to walk in such victory in this season that we're going to be quickened by the Holy Ghost. And God is raising up an army of believers fully, fully persuaded. Quickened, yes, even in our mortal bodies, especially those of, those, those of us over 50. Come on now, you need a look at your neighbor and say, you need a quickening. Come on, tell God's about to quicken people. He's about to renew our, I feel the anointing. God's about to renew your youth like the eagles. We're about to rise up. Some of you thought your days were over. Your days are just beginning. There's a quickening. I release, come on right now, I release a quickening, anointing in your physical mortal bodies to let an overcoming spirit rise up with you this Pentecost in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Somebody shout, I'm getting quickened. Lastly, to widespread in a particular area at a particular time. Acts 19, 20 says, in this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and prevailed. Just like the coronavirus spread widely and became so contagious, the word of God is about to have the same experience in the earth. It's about to become contagious and it's going to spread widely. The word of the Lord is going to prevail. In Minneapolis, the word of the Lord is going to prevail. In Washington, D.C., the word of the Lord is going to, be, to prevail. In the United States of America, the word of the Lord is going to prevail. In Alabama, the word of the Lord is going to prevail. It's going to widespread. I'm telling you, we are headed for a third great awakening. I pro look, I'm not wishing it. It's upon us. We're poised for it. That's why God spoke to us as a church to do all in Alabama in 2020. Who knew in the midst of this, this crisis hit? But we've kept going. Thank God for Matt Hobson and the fire team that have continued to, to go. And I think this weekend we're finishing our 40th, huh? 43rd county. Listen to me. With my own eyes, I watched a mayor when we prayed over his city, 
get on his knees and say, can I pray? We said, yes. He got on his knees and said, God, I'm a sinner. I need Jesus Christ to be my Savior. And I beg you, Holy Spirit, would you please fill my life and fill every person in this city under the sphere of my influence. And from today forward, I vow I will only serve you and stand boldly for your purposes and your plans. That's happening in Alabama. That's happening in Alabama. Government officials crying out to God. Churches opening up to Holy Spirit to move like they've never opened up to Holy Spirit before. And this fall, we're going to present the state of Alabama at Chuck Pierce as Alabama aligned because God said prophetically, Alabama must go first. Chuck said he believes as we present the state of Alabama, that it will, it will light the fuse that will spark the awakening for the United States of America. Listen, hang on a minute. I, I, I'm sorry, I've done a poor job of preparing you because we're not in some small thing. We're in a big thing that attracts big principalities and big powers. And so I just need you to know we're in a war bigger than what we thought we were. We're in a war not just for ourselves and our family, we're in a war for a nation, but I'm telling you what, the word of God is going to prevail and we are going to win and God's plans and God's purposes are gonna be fulfilled. Somebody shout, I'm gonna prevail in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, this is the season at this Pentecost to receive a prevailing anointing. Now, we're going to go back into worship here. I'm going to give you one more scripture. We're going to go back into worship here in just a moment. By the way, our worship, I want to thank God for our worshipers. We're going to go back and worship because I, I'll, I'll share this scripture with you. But there's something that will happen during worship the next few moments. When, when we first got introduced to Holy Spirit, my wife and I, Bev grew up in a traditional church. I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and we got saved. I knew you got saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. That was the pattern. You got to do it. Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. So I started breaking all Bev's jade Buddhas and, you know, quit uh, all the devil food uh, cake thrown out of the house, no deviled eggs, because I'm thinking, you know, we got to sanctify this thing. And Bev's like... What in the world are you doing? You're crazy. I said, no, we got to get sanctified. She said, why? I said, well, we got saved. She said, yes, we're saved. We're good. I said, no, we got to get sanctified. She said, why we got to get sanctified? I said, we got to get the Holy Ghost. She's like, you're crazy. And if you break another jade boot of mine, I'm going to punch you in the head. Right? So that next Sunday, we're at church. I'm getting sanctified. Bev don't even believe in the Holy Ghost. We're worshiping. She starts speaking in tongues. Just fluent. I was like, how'd you get that? She goes, I don't know. It just came out. I'm like, I don't know. It just came out. I mean, I'm breaking Buddhas, getting rid of devil food eggs, repenting, praying, you know, fasting. I'm getting nothing. And she just, boom, flat out in tongues. And we, we got the revelation. It's a gift. It's just a gift. And so today, if you can get out of your mind, if you can lose your mind in worship, 
and get out of your cognizant thinking a little bit and allow Holy Spirit, what will happen in the next few moments is we're going to worship. He'll give you a download. He'll just download you. For some of you, it may be tongues. You never got tongues? That'll be. For some of you, it's the next revelation for your next assignment. For some of you, it's the next thing in in your ecclesia, your job, your career. It's the prophetic word for you. You'll get the download today. Why? He said, you're at the right place at the right time. All you had to do was show up, and God said, I'll meet with you, and I'll download to you whatever you need for this next season. Whatever breakthrough, whatever, whatever place of prevail, that God, whatever healing, whatever prayer you've been praying for your family, now's the day into worship to engage and allow Holy Spirit to give you that download. So whether you're on campus or online, we're going to go into worship just for the next few moments, and we're going to believe Holy Spirit on today, the day of Pentecost, will download into your life what you need to step into this prevail and anointing in this season in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Here's the scripture, Revelations 5, 5 through 7. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has prevailed. To open the scroll and loose its seven seals, and I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God that's been sent out into all the earth. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, Spirit of counsel and might, Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord just a moment we'll get a download from the seven spirits of God the lampstand will illuminate us to step into this next season to prevail can you go in that with me this has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach 122 Allendale Road Oxford Alabama reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website wordalive.org This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.